1: Time for curbside. He shoots. the score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score! <laughs> Bring in the Zamboni! Refreshed by Randall's. St. Louis' number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com.
0: Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKern in action. Jackson with you for one hour, and then it's BK and Ferrario at the top of the hour. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Kerber with us. Morning, Kerbs. Tim, how are you this morning? I am wonderful. How are you? Kind, sir. Doing well, thanks. What's your biggest takeaway from what we've seen here in a couple of games? I would think Logan Brown's got to be at the top of the list, doesn't he? Yeah, Logan Brown
1: has had two really good games. Uh, He'll have tonight off. Uh, we, we're, we're taking a couple of the big boys to Chicago there with uh, O'Reilly, Shen, Cairo, Neighbors. Uh, Bennington uh, is going to be in goal. We've got Perunovic and Falk uh, going again. Letty will play tonight. So some good game, some good guys going up to Chicago there. But yeah, I think in the first two games, you know, Logan Brown is definitely a player that that really stood out. And it's not just last night; it wasn't just the goals that you know or the points that he, he was picking up. He made a great play out of the corner that led to a rush that fed Colton Pareko up the ice. Uh, He had his stick in the lanes really well, knocked a couple of pucks away, uh, real conscientious on on the back end in the defensive zone. So I thought he's put two really good games together here and done all he can through the first two days or two games that he's been played uh, to to make a statement.
0: And then also from a goaltending standpoint, uh, looked pretty good uh, last night, at least based on results. These aren't games that, that a moment that we can see, but uh, what, are, what are your opinions on what we've seen so far there?
1: Yeah, you know what? The goaltending in both games has actually looked pretty good, Tim. Uh, Jordan Bennington played the first 20 minutes in Wichita and then gave way to Joel Hofer. Joel Hofer is a big, uh, much like Bennington in the sense that uh, Joel Hofer has had to kind of scrap and claw for, for everything you know whether it was in the the world juniors camps or those types of things he was never high on the depth chart and just every time he put in he worked his way up the depth chart and that's kind of what he's done here and of course we saw what he did last year when he came in in San Jose and ended up winning that game for the St. Louis Blues last year so that game went really well last night we saw uh, Thomas Grice played really well in the first period and then the last two player periods were Colton Ellis and Colton Ellis was strong I mean they they peppered him, and, and Dallas did have some point blank chances. So Ellis looked pretty good. You know, we'll we'll see potentially Bennington uh, tonight as well. You know, but then we've also tonight we've got we've got this Russian goaltender that is going to be playing tonight at some point in time, and his name is uh, I'm I'm going to try to get it right. It's Zarenko.
0: Jackson, is that uh, correct? Yep, nailed it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, good. Boy,
0: so, uh... oh, that was a nice delivery on your part. The timing, the tone, perfection.
1: <laughs> I gave him my best.
0: Listen, this, this young man
1: is kind of a fascinating story, Tim, because while it became a bit of an issue last year with what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine, it's not something that you've heard much about here in St. Louis. Now, it was a bigger deal if you're fans of the Minnesota Wild. Because, and and give me a minute to set this scene up, the Philadelphia Flyers had a a goaltending prospect. It still owed some military time. And the Russian government wouldn't let him leave Russia. As a matter of fact, it became a really fascinating story where they basically say they grabbed the kid uh, if you listen to some people in this in this guy's camp, they basically they, they according to the reports drugged them and they shipped them up to a base all the way up near Murmansk. Wow, uh, a naval base, right? So at that point in time, teams started saying, "Hey, well, is this going is this going to impact any of our Russian players?" Now over in Prague, it's going to be the San Jose Sharks playing against the Nashville Predators, and they're going to open up the season in Prague coming up. Uh, much like the Blues did in 2009 in Stockholm against Detroit. they're two regular season games that they're going to play. The Czech government has said they will not allow any Russian players to come into play. And so that is yet to play itself out. Uh, but there will be something going there. I believe each team, Trennan with Nashville, and I, I don't remember the Russian player for um, for San Jose, but that has to play itself out. Earlier in this summer, it was a question of whether or not Kaprizov, you know, was right. trying to avoid military time. You may remember when that story broke, and whether or not he was going to get over. So he came over back to the United States a little bit early. All right, that all circles back. That all circles back to uh, the Blues goaltender tonight. Uh, this kid Jarenko. trying to get him out. They actually not not I, I should say trying to get him out. Just trying to get him over with all this going. Trying to get him out means like you're trying to escape somebody, and I don't think that was the case. But, but getting him over, he's enrolled in school over there, which kind of negates having to go through the, uh, you know, do the military service right now. So it's all legal in, in that standpoint. But it was still a bit of a, you know, how do you get him the visas? How do you get him the permit? How do you get him there? And whether you had you you know you fly him to get him here through countries, you know, like Dubai or something that, that don't need, uh, don't require a visa to land, that kind of stuff. And he essentially, because of that, he was in the country of Georgia, and waiting for the place to play out, and his agents, of course, were helping too, and all that. But but he spent about nine weeks in a hotel, just trying to get that over. So he and he got over here to St. Louis, uh, like a day before the rest of the rookies were going to go to Traverse City. He was supposed to go. They decided, look, he just got over. He's been through a lot. Let's let him catch his breath. So I'm actually, uh, and 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 you know, and talking to the, the Blues front office, or. Pretty high on him. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play tonight. And I know it's kind of a long-winded background, but really a fascinating story. Yeah,
0: man. That is something else. Wow.
1: Well, yeah, let let me, well, I'll give you this one too. You know, we we sit here and and if if fans have listened to me long enough, they know I try to always put, you know, bring the personal into it. Because, you know, when these aren't, you might be playing fantasy hockey. These are actually players, right? So come trade deadline, Trade deadline, while it's exciting for fans, it's anguishing a lot of time for the players yeah. and their families, right? Okay, well, with what I just said, a lot of these players from Russia are dealing with this in some way, shape, and form. When when Russia invaded the Ukraine, you know, back in March, you know, some of our Russian players were, were getting a heck of a lot of, you know, hate stuff thrown at them on, on social media. And they, they don't have any control over Putin, right? I mean, it's just it's grossly unfair. Mm-hmm. So, uh but what's going on over there now is, if you've, if you've read the reports about, uh, you know, just, just Putin and, and adding more troops, okay, it basically implemented his own draft. He's conscripting people in. Well, th- they're conscripting people that even are upwards of age 55 and 60, right? So you, there are some guys in the National Hockey League, some players, who are worried that not just a brother, a family member, but maybe even a dad, God. could get forced back into military service. Wow. And, and it's a real story that's going on. So a guy like Clem Costin, who's got a dad over there still, and, and things like that, it, this is playing a role in things. And so you sit there and you're going, okay, some of these kids are going to be trying to make NHL teams or pro teams coming over halfway across the world. That's going on back home. That's carrying some weight with them,
0: man. I am telling you, that is. I mean, yeah, I, I've seen all of the video curbs of, of so many uh, Russian men just trying to get out of the country, and I, you know, just. Real transparently, you never even think about the impact it could have on members of the Blues or just players around the NHL, and that it's that it could be their fathers that are just trying to get out of the country. So yeah, you're trying to make a roster, you're trying to build a career, and then you're also thinking about the situation back there. Much less now, your family uh, could be involved. That's something else, man. Well, there were there were there were players that did not return home after last season for
1: fear of what happened yeah. with that with that you know Philadelphia goaltending prospect. So they they train in different cities, stay in the cities that they were playing in. I mean, so it, it has uh, it's, it's it's definitely got its impact, and I, I think uh, just a a storyline to keep an eye on. Not so much, uh, you know. Well, the Blues do have you know they've got four Russian players, five when you you know Torovchenko of Kostin if Kostin makes this team, Barbashev, buchnevich and, and Tarasenko, six now with. Uh, Zarenko uh, coming over to North America and so it is something to keep an eye on but b- back to the game at hand tonight I am looking forward to seeing him play uh, up in
0: Chicago. Yeah, we will uh, we will see him I would imagine at some point in this and then yeah, the, the lines are out and you certainly have some of the big boys making the trip to Chicago. Uh, Jake is with a big game on Saturday, if certainly a storyline going into this camp uh, what did you see from him on Saturday and what is your analysis of where things are early on, sir?
1: Well, I talked to Craig Berube about Jake Neighbors, and he said he's just a player that does everything right. And I started because, look, he did score a couple of those goals and and had an assist, and that was good. But he also basically absolutely cleaned the clock, just absolutely cleaned the clock of Travis Boyd. Boyd carried the puck over on the right line, and Jake Neighbors kind of came across. Didn't go low like a Bobby Plager hip check, but put that shoulder right into his sternum and absolutely leveled him. Towards the end of the game, Zach Cassian came over, tried to challenge him, right? Like Jake Neighbors is going to or should have to fight uh, Zach Cassian, you know. And then um, uh, I forget which Coyotes player came over and cross checked him in the shoulder, got him in the face, too, at that point in time. And Jake, who was knocked down on that play, gets right back up and just goes to the bench. Uh, it, it's an interesting year for Jake. He knows there's competition, he knows the Blues want him to play in a top six, maybe top nine that he knows that he's going to be in that top nine, which puts him in that third line pairing. For example, you've got to bring some physicality. He's got all that to his game. If it doesn't quite click and they don't think he's ready because he's 20 years old, they could send him down to Springfield in the American hockey league, which wouldn't be the worst of things. You go down there, like even Scott Perunovich did and dominate, right? Prove that you're just too good for that level. Um, and, And it's a good learning curve, but he has had a really solid start. He's going to be in the lineup tonight as well. And that's, and, and I believe Braden Shen is going to be his centerman if I saw the lines right here. At that's correct.
0: Yep, that's correct.
1: Yeah, and, and I think they Shen on the, on the right-hand side. So um, if if that's the case, uh, it'll be another really good opportunity for Jake, who's going to be given every opportunity to make this team. And part of it, Tim, they need him to make the team, too, just from a salary cap
0: standpoint. Sure, absolutely. Well, the Blues will get a chance to uh, put some of the big boys on the ice tonight in Chicago. You can hear all the action with Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale right here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber with us every Tuesday here on Balloon Party. Always enjoy the conversations, Kerbs. Thank you uh, for the knowledge. Those Those are some stories there, man. My goodness goodness uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, thanks that's for sharing
1: stuff running some of these guys you got it fellas have an awesome week you too brother thanks, take turns. it easy
0: that's chris kerber with us here on balloon party 101 espn you are welcome to get involved in the show by texting in 65780 air comfort service text line tim mckernan and action jackson with you on balloon party we will take a commercial break and when we come back action Jackson's series of questions posing the question as to who is the greatest cardinal to ever play Ooh. You dare go down this road? Ooh. Wow! Ooh. All right, we'll see what uh, we'll see what we got next. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN.